please enjoy this presentation of the CUTV and Friends podcast. This podcast is a collaboration between California University Television, Cal Times Newspaper, and WCAL Radio. Welcome to another edition of the Gary Dunn Show right here on CUTV. I'm your host, Gary Smith, and I'm going to be joined by Coach Dunn. We're going to look back at an exciting and beautiful homecoming weekend game, and then we're going to look at everything involving the PSACs in, in regards to scores and standings and take a look ahead at the upcoming schedule and the upcoming week's opponent, the Gannon Golden Knights. But Coach, five for five on Mondays. Uh, it's not sunny out when we're shooting it, but uh, we'll take the, the, the win on Saturday. Just a beautiful homecoming ap- uh, atmosphere. I don't know who you had a call to get that weather, um, but it was a perfect fall afternoon for football. Yeah, great day in California. I tell you, that was probably our best homecoming weather we've had in the in the five years, six years that I've been back. Uh, but just incredible crowd um, from students to our alumni, unbelievable alumni support from every area, the 60s, the 70s. You know, we had some 80 guys there. We had some, a lot of my former teammates were back, and then we had some of our guys from the 16 and 17 class that – that came back. Just what a great weekend to have the alumni support and the former Vulcans and, and just a special day in California. Yeah, and you could tell uh, just the parking lot was full. Uh, I know I came in about 9.30 to, to work on the parade, and I know whenever I drove by the stadium, there was at least two tailgating uh, participants already, and, <laughs> and you know that's a good sign if it's 9.30 and the game doesn't start till 3, but as the game crept closer, you know the, the stands were full, and you look in the parking lot, and just it, it was a party atmosphere. And it, that's got to be great, you know, because I know your team and you guys saw it coming into the stadium. Yeah. That's got to pump you it, all it, up. It's just a great college football atmosphere. You know, our fans are, are tremendous. It was funny. We we come down and have a, a team breakfast, and then we had recruits on campus. And, and Coach Turner, uh, Juwan Turner, that played on our 16 championship team, said his crew was already up there tailgating. So we had the, the 16 and 17 guys put, planted their flag early up there at like 8 o'clock in the morning. And, and I tell you, it was just great, you know, a great day for Cal football. Did anybody check to see if anybody's still up there? Because, I mean, <laughs> I, I, when I, I left, the party was still going on. I drove by this morning. I didn't notice. So I, I think we might have got them cleared out by now. Okay, and if anybody's watching this online and you're watching it from the parking lot, you got to get out for, you know, <laughs> home, we're home next weekend with Clarion. You know, you can either yeah. say you're pre-gaming for that or, you know, just go for a little bit. But, but Coach, moving to the matters of the game, um, second straight week, PSAC West uh, opponent, this time Mercer is coming in. And you talked last week that, you know, they were – pretty responsible defensively they did some different things and um we're gonna switch it up a little bit because usually we talk about offense going to defense but uh your defense for the third time this year pitched a shutout first time since 1958 uh Kyle used had three shutouts in the year and we're only five games in but uh just talk about that effort that that defense uh, yeah they're they're playing really unselfish football on that side of the ball right now we are rotating a ton of guys in and and it's it's really a team defensive effort uh we're we're keeping our defensive linemen fresh by rotating a number of bodies in same at outside linebacker um and really playing with a lot of guts and 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 flying to the football and a lot of confidence but really unselfish team defense knowing that you know, the next guy that comes in is is going to hold the standard up. So really happy with the way that's going. Now we got to clean some stuff up. I know I say it every week, but, you know, some of the penalties that we had Saturday, we've got to get that corrected. We're giving teams extra time and extra possessions. Uh, but they're playing with a lot of confidence on that side, and they're fun to watch right now. Well, the thing is, if you look at the stats, I mean, stats are one thing, but 
I mean, usually if a team is good defensively, you know, they may shut down the passing game, but the other team can run or vice versa. But, but your team is clamping down on both sides of, of, of the offense. I think Mercier's had like, like 106 yards of total offense, and I think 40 of those came on one drive. Yeah, and that was a, a drive that was aided by penalties. Uh, but, yeah, they're playing with a lot of confidence right now, and, and you know, the big thing we talk about is turnovers. And, and those two big interceptions before the half were – we're obviously huge in that game to, to switch momentum. Um, you know, we, we were moving, and we'll talk offensively, moving the ball and had some issues down in the red zone. But, you know, anytime your defense can put 14 points up on the board, it's, it, it's something special. Well, not only that, it was 14 points, I think, within five plays of one another because, you know, in, inside of three minutes to go in the first half, it was 10 nothing, a uh, little, little tight right there. But, you know, inter- pick six, and then, like, four plays later, uh, no deal with another, another pick six. Yeah, on the same end of the field, it's just beautiful defense. Yeah, and, and it all starts with our pressure up front. Both of those those passes, the, the quarterback was under pressure, and and you know one, and that's kind of our philosophy is let, let's put the quarterback under pressure and try and make him make bad decisions. And, and luckily for us, that happened Saturday. And the first bad decision was an interception pick six uh, to Kavon, uh, Kavon Mormon, and then Noah Dillo, who's going to be the uh, PSAC West Defensive Player of the Week uh, this week. He had a pick six. But again, Coach, we talk every week on the stat sheet. You know, you got tackles, but just a laundry list of tackles for losses, sacks. So, I mean, they're just getting after it. Yeah, up front, we're really starting with this up front. Like I said, we're rotating guys in and keeping guys fresh and playing unselfish football. I thought Marvin Maddox had a really good game. You felt uh, you felt him all game long, putting pressure on the quarterback. Uh, and then our two D, t- you know, our group of D tackles in there are, are doing a really good job of controlling the run. And we got some guys that, that, that are playmakers on the back end. So it's, it's, it's really it's fun to watch them play, but it's, even, it's getting even better to watch them continue to develop as the year because we have not arrived yet. I think we still got better football in us. We had a new student on Cameron uh, midway through the second half. He goes, this defense is fast. I'm like, yep. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you know, you've only seen it once. We've seen it all year, but it's yeah. a fast, hard-hitting defense. But like I said, the third straight shutout, or third shutout of the year. Um, so just a great testament to, to the team and the coaches. And moving to the other side of the ball, um, offensively, like you said, had some trouble in the red zone a couple times, but broke out of that, uh, controlled the clock once again. It seems like um, last couple games our, our cameras haven't panned because you guys have just kept the, the action on one end of the field. We are doing a good job of controlling the ball. We are doing a great job of, of moving the ball uh, between the 20s. We've got to get better. We talked about it as a staff yesterday. We feel like Every week we're leaving points out on the board um, in the red zone, and that's something that we've got. We're going to focus on this week and, and continue to get better. And you know, it's just one of those things that eventually it's going to click down there for us. It just hasn't yet, uh, but we got to keep working and, and and stick to the plan in the red zone and, and and you know finish some of those drives with touchdowns. And, and I think you know we we feel a lot better about it. But between the twenties, like I said, outside the red zone, uh, team is moving the ball uh, very well. Uh, another three hundred yard passing game for Noah Mitchell, three hundred four. And again, hit I think seven different Vulcans for passing. Again, we t- seems like right now that's a good uh, good quote. You always say Groundhog Day, but as a coaching yeah, staff, you got to love uh, it. Yeah, Noah's distributing the ball really well now, and and we've got a number of guys. And I know we talk about it every week that can make plays, and he's allowing them to do that. He's not trying to do too much. He's not trying to force balls. He's taking what the defense gives us. And you know when you got Tyson Hill and, and Jaquay Jackson and Derek Lockhart and Cam Tarrant and, and Ian Edenfield's becoming a threat in the passing game. Um, you know, we had a freshman tight end that, that caught his first touchdown pass. So, you know, we're going to continue to develop guys, and I still think we've got a little more in us. I think we have some other guys right now, and that's probably, you know, along with the defensive line, wide receivers probably our deepest position. So we got to continue to develop guys and, and bring some other guys along, but we're doing a good job of distributing the ball right now. Well, if you look at the stats sheet, Tyson Hill, four receptions, 125 yards, um, long of 72. Then Derek Lockhart once again had another 
Uh, outstanding afternoon, touchdown, 92 yards receiving. Jaquay Jackson, seven receptions, 36 yards, but a, a key touchdown in that game. Sure. Uh, that I think really, I think that was the first touchdown of the game for the Vulcans and really his effort, you know, you could see that just brought the crowd on the sideline because he jumped over uh, about two players at the yeah. uh, the goal line. Yeah, all those guys, once they, we got some dangerous guys once we get get the ball in their hands and they're doing a nice job of, of creating plays after the catch, the, the touchdown that Jaquay that you're talking about was a, it was a five-yard out route, and he did the rest. So, you know, we got to continue to grow in that area, and then obviously we got to we got to get better running the football. You know, give Mercy Hurst credit; they did some things defensively that uh, they hadn't shown on film. They were stemming and moving a little bit, and and trying to junk our front up a little bit. And so, give those guys credit. Uh, but we got to be more consistent running the football. I thought we were better running the football this week in, in some certain situations, but then we had negative plays that we got to get those out of our out of our game. In the final uh, phase of the game, special teams, you know couple times, like you said, the, the, the drive stalled, but once again, special teams, you're putting three on the board pretty much uh, automatically. Well, let's, not <laughs> well, I'm not gonna let's keep good. working on that. No, <laughs> Anthony's doing a nice job and, and our protection team's doing a nice job. You know, at the end of the day, we're going to win the football. We're going to try and win the football game. So there was a couple situations late in the game where, you know, do I, do I kick a field goal here? We're up 37 nothing, or it had been 30 nothing at the time. You know, we went for it on fourth down just to take that equation from two weeks ago out where we didn't need any more points. Our defense was playing really well. No sense in, in, in sending the field goal team out there. There was another situation where should I punt it here? It was, it was really late in the game. But at the end of the day, we have confidence in our defense. So, we're, you know, it, it doesn't matter how we get it done. We're, we're trying to put a W and in, in win this week. Well, let's take a look back at that W this past weekend against Mercyhurst on homecoming. Let's see if this one will be any challenge for him. No challenge at all. California gets on the board first. 3-0 is your score for the Vulcans. Pass. Caught. Touchdown, Jaquay Jackson. California scores, and they're on the board for six. And he's just going to drop back. Firing downfield. Caught. Interception! Interception by Cal U! Touchdown, Vulcan! Meanwhile, back in the action. Caught. Interception! Interception! I think that's Noah Dillo! That was Picking Dillo! Up. Vulcan touchdown! What an interception! What a defensive play by California! Again in that pistol, he's gonna drop back the pass. Firing, caught, touchdown, Derek Lockhart for California. Put six on the board for the Vulcan. Mitchell under center, he's gonna roll to his right. Dump pass, touchdown, California. Looking for something to do? Then don't miss the 2021 Health Fair. This year, the Health Fair will be on Wednesday, October 6th in the Convocation Center Arena from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. There will be free STD testing, a blood drive, prizes, free health screens, flu and COVID vaccines, giveaways, and much, much more. Don't miss the excitement. Be at the Convocation Center on October 6th 
for the 2021 Health Fair. The Cal-U Cupboard connects students to information, services, and resources both on and off campus while providing free items such as food, school supplies, personal hygiene items, and more to our students. Visit our two locations at the Vulcan Village Clubhouse and Itali Student Center, or for a contactless option, visit bit.ly.com backslash Cupboard to request food or give donations. For important Cal-U information, community resources, and our how-to series, follow at Cupboard on Instagram and the campus-wide announcements. Well, thank you. (laughs) Our children and families want us to be healthy. That's why I and lots of other grown-ups got the COVID-19 vaccine. So we can stay healthy and get back to the moments we miss. Like seeing our friends and family. Thanks, son. (laughs) With free COVID-19 vaccines, sunnier days are ahead. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org. Vulcan Volleyball is back, and you can catch all the action with CUTV and the PSAC Network. After a year away from the court, the Vulcans are set to try and get back to the top of the PSAC. A full slate of action versus such PSAC opponents Gannon, Mercyhurst, Edinburgh, Clarion, Seton Hill, Slippery Rock, IUP, and Pitt-Johnstown. Every home game will be live on CUTV Sports 1 and the PSAC Network. And he's just going to drop back. Firing downfield. Caught! Interception! Interception by Cal U! Touchdown, Vulcan! Meanwhile, back in the action. Interception! Interception! I think that's Noah Dillo! That was Dillo! Vulcan touchdown! What an interception! What a defensive play by California! And welcome back to the Gary Dunn Show. And coach, we just saw the uh, the two plays of the week, um, the two pick sixes, and, and we talked a little bit before, you know, that was a great momentum. Uh, boost for for everybody at Adamson Stadium, and, and and again, like you said, that the the, uh, the fans were on their feet, the crowd was on the or the sideline was on their feet, and um, you know I think you could tell who a, a Cal U football alumni was in the stands. They they, they celebrated a little bit harder than uh, the rest of the fans of those players. Yeah, because no, they know what it's like. Two two great plays, and, and just great effort by everybody on that defense. If you if you see guys flying around, and Coach Craig and our defensive staff preach. That, that once we get the ball in the hands, we got to block the intended receiver first, and then we got to put hats on everybody else. And, and our guys believe in it, and, and we work at it, and it, it's fun to watch at practice. Um, so hopefully we can continue that because that's a, that that really really was the spark of the game. And that spark led to the Vulcans to a, like we said a couple times before, shout out victory on homecoming. But let's take a look at what happened around the PSA this past weekend again, the second weekend of PSAC divisional play. And we see uh, Shippensburg and Shepard. Shepard holding home serve 59 to 27. Millersville and Lockhaven. Millersville gets the win 31 to 29. Two teams that we've seen earlier this year. Uh, Quitstown at home wins 21 14 over East Stroudsburg. Westchester over Bloomsburg 21 to 20 in a tight one uh, at Westchester. Then IUP holds serve at home against uh, Gannon, this coming week's opponent, 28 to 23. And then Edinburgh getting their first win of the year on the road at Seton Hill 17 to 7. And then the last uh, score of the week, Slippery Rock, uh, in a close one, 75 to nothing over Clarion. Looking over at the PSAC standings after week two of divisional play, we'll start with the West. 
Coach, always love to see Kyle. You at top 5-0, and 2-0, and Slippery Rock also 5-0, 2-0, but then IEP right there, 3-1, 2-0. Gannon, Edinburgh, Seton Hill, Mercerist, and Clarion. But um, once again, getting tight. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you're seeing a lot of really, really close scores this year. Um, you know, the Gannon IUP game we just got done watching this morning was, was a really close game. You go, you know, Shepard East, Stroudsburg, really close football game. A lot of teams that are that are playing it really well right now. So, you know, we got to continue to develop and grow and work, and it's all about our preparation. So we'll, we'll see how we do today and, and try and put our best foot forward. Like you said, Groundhog Day, and it's uh, day in and day out. But, you know, we're in the middle of uh, divisional play. How, like, preparation-wise, um, is it easier, harder that you've seen these teams for, for years in your division? You're, you've coached against them for years, recruited against them for years, just a little bit more knowledge, or is it – you know, you can kind of step back and know kind of what they're going to do a little bit, or is it doesn't matter, you've got coach hard no matter what. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously, but typically it would be, you know, you, once you get into divisional play, but with that year off last year, uh, you know, all bets are off the table. There's a lot of new coaching staffs or maybe new D coordinators. For example, Gannon this week has a new defensive coordinator that we haven't seen. Um, you know, they have a new head coach. He was their offensive coordinator, got promoted head coach. You go back a week ago to Edinburgh, it was a whole new staff. Um, so. Not as much carryover because of that, you know, taking the 2020 season off, you know, but it's it's a grind, you know. The thing is, it's easier earlier in the year because you have less film to watch. Now it's it's week six, you've got six games, and you're going to watch all of them. So, you know, each week it gets a little harder because you're going back and watching every game possible. And you said earlier, you and your staff loves watching film, so uh, you guys got to be in, in your heaven right now. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, we, had, we had a good good session yesterday. We come in. Sunday mornings and watch our game film. We start as a staff on special teams, and we all watch special teams together. Then we break up offense and defensively and watch those sides of the ball. And then we come back together um, and kind of form a plan for the week and, and you know, things we need to get better at and, and you know, so do that. And then as soon as, as soon as you drop that Sunday morning, we were on to Gannon. We started working on Gannon yesterday probably about – 10 30 11 o'clock and, and worked on them all night i'm uh, got the offensive staff in a meeting right now defensive staff in a meeting so i'll, I'll jump back into those meetings as soon as i get over there when as always we're going to break down the upcoming opponent again let's start on the offensive side of the ball what does gannon bring to the table uh on offense yeah gannon is probably the most explosive offense that we played i think they're averaging over 30 points a game they're putting points up on the board they're a balanced offense probably the most talented quarterback that we've faced so far this season. He's got some dangerous weapons. They're, they're playing really well offensively right now. They're putting a lot of points up on the board. They're very multiple. Um, so this is going to be the biggest test that our defense has faced. They're doing a nice job offensively. And on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, you, you like to talk uh, when we're talking like different schemes, like what different teams do. Uh, what does Gannon do? What do they do well and what do they do different than other teams? Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to play what they play. They're, they're a four-man front, um, which is, is we haven't seen in a few weeks. You know, Mercyhurst was a three-man front. Edinburgh played a lot of three-man front stuff to us. Even going back to Fairmont, the opener played a lot of three-man front. Uh, they're a four-man front. And they really start up front. They've got two really, really good, active, physical, big defensive tackles to try and control the run game. They've got a couple good pass rushers coming off the edge, and, and they're going to play two high safeties most of the game, and, and you know try and keep everything in front of them. So they're, they, it, this is going to be the toughest test that we've had so far this year. And on the uh, the third phase of the game, special teams, and usually we don't talk a lot about special teams, coach. But you know the game is at Gannon. It's uh, if you've never been there, Gannon is a, an interesting field. It's about what seven blocks from Lake Erie, and we've been up there where it's been summer at kickoff and then winter by the end of the game. So how important is is it to have uh, a solid special teams, knowing that it, it could get blustery and windy? Yeah, the wind the wind does 
how typically one way. Um, I, don't, I don't know directions <laughs> east, west, north, south, but it, it goes towards our, our locker room. So you can see it on film, you know, kickoffs going that way or, or going through the end zone. Field goals that way, you're going to be able to kick a longer field goal. So that's, that's definitely going to play a factor in it, um, you know, and that's kind of the you win the coin toss and, and timeouts and win. There's a lot of factors in, into playing up in, in a stadium. I haven't looked at the weather yet. Uh, hopefully it's not winter, though. Hopefully we get a nice, at least fall, autumn day up there and not you know, snow and ice off the, off the lake, right? Well, again, if we can get uh, one half of one season, that'd be fine. <laughs> again, like I said, we were up there a few years ago. Uh, it was about 68, 69, 70 degrees of kickoff, and by the time the game ended, it was about 39 degrees because something came in, and um, it, was, it was miserable. Even. Well, we got the win, I, I know we talk cold. about it all the time. <laughs> at, at the end of the day, as long as it's a one-day trip to yep. Erie. Anytime, <laughs> for the rest of my career, I'll remember the two-day trip to Erie that we took versus Mercier. So, Gana does have light, so we, we would be able to get it in. So Yeah, that was two years ago at Mercier. So we're lightning. Uh, one of the craziest things we saw the team warming up, and then I saw you leave, and I'm like, on the clock, that's, uh, that doesn't seem right. Yeah. And it all ended from there. But that was in the past. That's tattooed to my brain forever. <laughs> Well, uh, we might have a dramatic recreation of that uh, <laughs> next year whenever we go up to Mercyhurst for the road game. But, Coach, let's look at the rest of the schedule on the PSAC this weekend. Um, again, week three of divisional play. Kyle at Gannon, that game is at noon. Seton Hill at Mercyhurst, uh, that game is also at noon, so a lot of action within about two miles of one another. Uh, Shepard traveling to Lock Haven at 1 o'clock. Westchester at Shippensburg, 1 o'clock. Quitstown at Bloomsburg at 2. IEP at Clarion at Two o'clock. So, Coach, uh, on those games, um, I don't have the Slippery Rock game on here. It'll be on the graphic. Um, but all, all these games, what if you're a football fan, you're not watching the Cal game. What's the second game you'd probably watch? Yeah, that Westchester. Who was Westchester playing against? That's Shippensburg. That's Shippensburg. That's going to be a good football game. Both those teams are putting up good points. And then I'm guessing by not here in Edinburgh, Slippery Rock and Edinburgh will probably play. So that'd be another good one. Like to see where that game is because I think Edinburgh's getting better and better every week. You, you know, they played us really tough down to the wire, and then they went and got a big win at Seton Hill this week. So I think Edinburgh is a, a team that's on the rise. But of course, Slippery Rock's putting points up against everybody. So those would be the two other than the the trip to Erie we're taking. Yeah, so definitely take the trip to Erie first. Uh, if you can't go to Erie, make sure you to, to keep track of the game on CUTV Sports One on YouTube or the PSAC Network or 91.9 FM WCAL, but the best way to enjoy Vulcan football is getting in the car. It's not a bad trip. Beautiful stadium. Um, wish we could tell you the weather, but neither Coach and I looked at our phones uh, this morning. So come on up, root on the Vulcans. But again, if you can't be there, uh, CUTV, WCAL, and everyone has you covered. And if you want to read about the games, uh, Matt Kiefer and Trey Staunch will have the, the full wrap-ups and everything afterwards. So, I mean, no, no reason, Coach. No reason not to know. So, like I said, if you can't make it, watch the stuff. Uh, but you got to send a... Uh, uh, excuse to get signed by coach exactly. uh, before next week. But coach, uh, once again, any final words? Like I said, uh, it's always a good Monday. And again, we were talking a little bit, just we'll wrap up the show, just talking a little bit about homecoming. Just, yeah, know, just a lot of friendly faces, a lot of fans coming back. Just can't thank our alumni enough. You know, we've, we've engaged our alumni. I think it might be a little bit easier because I'm one of them and I played here, but just the support that they gave us year round, you know, from, we had a clay, I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. We had a clay shoot back in November during the pandemic and then we had a golf outing. We do our touchdown club and just to see those guys come back and enjoy it as much as they do. There's an alumni tailgate, you know, Tom Flynn was, I think we talked a couple of weeks ago, was a kid that, uh, one of my former teammates that hadn't been here in 29 years, he's been here to two home, two out of three home games. Um, and just special to have my former teammates back, but just Vulcan Nation all together, and especially our alumni, the support we get is phenomenal. We might have to get a few more pavilions up there again. Like I said, I looked out 
Probably you're going to get SAI building some more pavilions, right? <laughs> I mean, geez, I look out and it, it, was, it just was a, a beautiful scene, the overflow of, of just crowd coming into the stadium and people enjoying themselves. And, I mean, obviously, like I said, the weather helped a lot, but just it, 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 there's a buzz building. Yeah, special thanks to women's basketball. They always host a, a big family day celebration on homecoming for, for their alumni and their families and their parents, and they were out in full force. And, and a lot of the athletic teams, that's one great thing about Cal U. You know, we went to a volleyball game um, together a couple weeks ago to support volleyball, and, and you can see that the other supports, you know, Coach Sancombe texted me right after the game. He was at the game with his boys. So, you know, it, it's special when, when your colleagues and the other athletes support the athletes. Yeah, it's like I said, you, you just hit the nail on the head. You look at a game, and no matter what the sport, you're going to see other t teams out there rooting. So that's kind of, the, like I said, the Vulcanation and the family part of the Vulcanation. But, uh, Coach, unfortunately, we're out of family time this week. Last thing, uh -oh. my wife ran the parade, right? I got to mention her. I get yelled at when I don't <laughs> mention her. But she had a busy week with all the activities for the students and in the parade and then coming up and hosting her tailgate before the game. So got to mention that and appreciate it, all that she does to, to keep us rolling. Well, I, I think she would have qualified for a, a marathon with the amount of miles she put on uh, between Friday and Saturday. But everything the weekend was, was just well done. The parade went off without a hitch. And then the Friday night activities and everything throughout the week. The symphony, I got to see some of that yeah. on, on Friday night. It was just a beautiful night. So, Miss, did a great job. And, uh, there you go. I'm Gary, off the hook. Yeah. I, yeah. You could just get grounded. <laughs> she might lock me out of my office. I don't know what will happen there. Yeah. So, But no. uh, for Coach Dunn, I'm Gary Smith. We'll see you next week on The Gary Dunn Show. The preceding program was a joint collaboration between California University Television, Cal Times Newspaper, and WCAL Radio. Please subscribe to the CUTV and Friends podcast for updated shows.